I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Sitting in for Clay and Buck today, syndicated radio personality Michael Perry. I'll be here all week. Try the pork. Tip your waitress. Let's start with some calls. Patty in Indiana. If those calls are still good, I don't know if they are. That was a while back. Uh, if they are, I'll take Patty. And if not, I got lots more to get to. I guess I should have checked that. Patty, are you there? I'm here. Yes. All Thanks right. for taking Thank the call. Thank you for waiting. You've been on I for a while. I appreciate you. <laughs> I agree with you. I think uh, Trump is going to get the nomination. I'll vote for him if he gets the nomination. I voted for him two times before. I'm more of a DeSantis person, but and I do agree with you. I think if we get the message right, we can win. The White House, the Senate, um, the House, because of the crime issues, the border, economy, etc. My concern is Biden doesn't electrify or excite the Democratic base. Trump does. And my concern is that Trump is going to fire up the Democratic base more. Um, Biden won't do it, but Trump will. And I'm concerned that we could lose the election because of that. Um, If we market it right, and I get concerned about the Republicans, if they market it right, I think Trump could still win. But the issue is they're going to play this democracy's in trouble. Uh, He's a threat to democracy January 6th. But if they can show how the threat to democracy is really the far left, then I think we can turn it around. But that's my concern. It's it's an interesting theory, Patty. Thank you for the call. Um, So one of the things I've I've noticed is that, that a lot of people 
the idea. So actually, let me give you, let me explain it like this. So my youngest son Crockett, he'll be 17 in in a few weeks. He plays uh, fantasy football with his buddies, and so we watch a lot of football together. But he doesn't really care which team wins or loses. He just cares that the players he's picked for his team, which might be the quarterback on this team and the defense of the team they're playing against, that they run up good stats because that's how the, the game is scored. And that's about all I know of it. I don't play it. But what that has done it is it has made every – not every – it's made lots of people who watch sports – into experts like they, everybody thinks they're the general manager of a professional team everybody knows the contract details of of Lamar Jackson or uh you know the 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 quarterback the the defensive back they know what the cap space is they know the length of the contract and it makes everyone an expert on the sport and it changes the way people watch the sport and sometimes I think it changes the way people watch the sport for the worse. And I think that the way people perceive politics and participate in politics has been degraded because of the idea that there are so many pundits, savants, uh, commentators out there that everybody now wants to be a commentator. And people will no longer express themselves. You see this often. You hear it on talk radio a lot. People don't say, I believe this person should be the president or the senator or the governor or the mayor because I believe this is what that person will do. This is the experience they have had. This is their success record. Uh, these are the things they talk about. I believe they can accomplish it. Everyone is trying to outsmart the system rather than express their own heartfelt beliefs. People, when when DeSantis was was beginning to build momentum, and he was, he, he was building a lot of momentum that crashed at the time of his announcement. A lot of the Trump folks make fun of him for, or his campaign, for the attempt to announce on Twitter I disagree with that. I, I think that what you saw there was a cutting-edge thing, an attempt to do something different. And, and what most people didn't catch was he was trying to attract a young audience on a platform where they've not interacted with a political candidate quite like that, although Trump was very good at it. He was less interactive. And I think that it was it was a bold attempt, and they couldn't know that it would crash because it was a case of first impression, and it did. And that was sort of a, a bad tiding for his campaign. But what many people did at that time was they said, you know, I'd like Trump to be president, but Trump can't be president because um, they're going to put Trump in prison. They're going to prevent him from being on the ballot. Um, too many people don't like Trump. Too many people on the other side get very, very energized to work against Trump. And also, and they repeat all the things that they're told. And then I would drill down and say, okay, but if you could pick, and you were the only person who could pick, you were the king, you got to choose the prime minister, who would that be? Oh, Trump. But you're going to vote for someone other than who you would most want to be in that position because you feel that the person who's most 
who would do the best job or represent you the best can't get there, and you know that because, well, what you're doing is repeating all the spin that is out there. That's why these things are so important. That's why campaigns hire operatives. And a, 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 an operative's stock in trade is the ability to get on Fox News and say, you know, Trump's lost his luster or DeSantis's campaign is falling apart or whatever else. Because people will hear that. And if they think that guy looks smart and sounds smart, and the person who's interviewing him gives the impression that he's smart, they will take those words and go off and now repeat them as their own. And you see this happening a lot. And that's why you see these sort of weird shifts. That's why DeSantis got all this momentum where Trump, the DeSantis campaign is not the people who are with Nikki Haley today. The, the, the DeSantis base was people who had voted for Trump and DeSantis was in the Trump model. He's a reformer. He's a fighter. He took on the tough cases and he won a lot of them. And Florida's a, you know, it's, it's a Republican state, but it's, it's closer to purple than, than some of the, the, you know, the red states would be. This guy could be a great president. And, and the people who started with him were people, especially the staff, were people, most of whom had been with Trump and they had gravitated over. And a lot of voters were thinking, well, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Trump was good, but his time has passed. And then somewhere along the way, those people started saying, but I still like Trump. And I still feel like the people who are choosing our nominee are not the voters themselves. I can't tell you how many people in the intelligentsia or cognoscenti or uh, inner circles or whatever you want influencers. I, I can't begin to tell you how many of those people have made the statement, it is your responsibility to tell people that DeSantis should be the nominee and not Trump. And I think that's just the kind of mindset that has led to Trump's success. The idea that somehow you're the Pharisees and these idiots down there, the ruffians, they don't know any better. So you, a person who knows better, needs to tell the idiots, DeSantis, not Trump, you dumbos. Well, that suggests that people support Trump for reasons other than he's the candidate they feel best represents them. And who am I? or you, or anyone else to tell people that they should cast a ballot that reflects anything other than their desire of who should hold that position. What you're trying to do is create this sort of diversionary tactic and manipulate people into doing what they don't want done because your guy can't win, your guy's not going to be eligible, your guy's going to be in prison, your guy's going to quit. Wouldn't we want, in a representative democracy, wouldn't we want the election to reflect every individual's opinion 
and then we'd tally the votes and the winner wins. And some people who are very cynical because they're in the political business would say, oh, we threw that away a long time ago. Now it's who can spend better. I don't believe that's true. I think most Americans, particularly Republican primary voters, are still very idealistic. And I don't want that to change. I don't want them to believe the game is rigged. I don't want them to believe the game is framed. I think, and I've watched this, I think that when people believe that it doesn't matter what happens in the next year because Biden or whoever the Democrat nominee is will cheat his way to victory just as he did in 2020, that's the perfect message to keep people at home. It's a perfect message to keep people from participating in every election across the country. And that's exactly what the Democrats want. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck. More coming up. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees. That's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? 
It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck. And the aforementioned Ann Coulter that I I, uh, brought up earlier in the show, Ann is a big promoter of Ron DeSantis. I don't think DeSantis can win. She was previously a big supporter of Donald Trump, particularly the building of the wall. They got crossways, and that went its own way. Many people uh, probably listening to this program uh, don't like me speaking positively of Ann Coulter, but I have a different approach. I like to get opinions from lots of people who I think are smart and thoughtful even if I don't agree with 100% of them. Ann Coulter is is a brilliant mind. And um, maybe before I finish out on Friday, I'll, I'll re- release the names or reveal the names of some of the folks that I follow, not because it's some big secret, but because, uh, like me, you're probably always looking for different independent thinkers and writers and speakers. But the vice president, Kamala Harris, has been pushing this this Kwanzaa thing for a few years as if she grew up celebrating Kwanzaa. Well, the numbers, the, the years don't line up. It's a lie. She's a liar. Her own father has admitted that she's made up lies. The woman is, just like Joe Biden, a person who will say anything at any time to try to put herself into some category of identifying with people or being perceived as this or that. But what's interesting is Kwanzaa is just like January 6th, just like COVID, just like the Tuskegee Institute study, just like so many things in American history. An example where our government lied, cheated, stole, harmed people, and the story should be told because it can happen again. And there's a reason Julian Assange can't be released. And there's a reason that Edward Snowden is hiding out in a place he'd rather not be. But <coughs> uh, Ann Coulter just posted. I follow her on um, on um, Substack. And she's got a column that I'll read to you. It's entitled Happy Kwanzaa, the holiday brought to you by the FBI. And she talks about... Um, Well, she says one of this year's major news stories is how Republicans like Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida are trying to ban the teaching of history, which, as everyone knows, consists exclusively of lessons about slavery, queer studies, Louis Latimer, the black inventor of the light bulb, not some white guy named Edison, as President Biden said, mass incarceration, Jim Crow, Emmett Till, Cleopatra, who was black, according to Netflix, over the outraged objections of the Egyptians, Garrett Morgan, traffic light inventor, Rosa Parks, and so on. 
Well, today is Kwanzaa, so here's some of that history that liberals are so red-hot for. Celebrated exclusively by white liberals, Kwanzaa is a fake holiday invented in 1966 by black radical-slash-FBI stooge Ron Karenga, a.k.a. Dr. Maulana Karenga, founder of United Slaves, the violent nationalist revival arrival to the Black Panthers. Liberals have become so mesmerized by multicultural gibberish that they've forgotten the real history of Kwanzaa and Karanga's United States. Sorry, United Slaves. In what was ultimately a foolish gambit, during the madness of the 1960s, the FBI encouraged the most extreme black nationalist organizations in order to discredit and split the left. The more preposterous the group, the better. It's the same function Black Lives Matter serves today. By that criterion, Karanga's United Slaves was perfect. Despite modern perceptions that blend all the black activists of the 60s, the Black Panthers did not hate whites. Although some of their most high-profile leaders were drug dealers and murderers, they did not seek armed revolution. But those were the precepts of Karanga's United Slaves. The United Slaves were proto-fascists walking around in dashikis, gunning down Black Panthers, and adopting invented African names. It's as if David Duke invented a holiday called Anglica, which he based on the philosophy of Mein Kampf, and clueless public school teachers began celebrating the made-up racist holiday. Well, she goes on to tell more of the story, and she concludes with, Now we know the truth. The FBI fueled the bloody rivalry between the Panthers and United Slaves. In the annals of the American 60s, Karanga was the father Gapon, stooge of the czarist police. Whether Karanga was a willing FBI dupe or just a dupe remains unclear. But what she's exposing here is how the FBI has, and I would argue continues, look at January 6th, has done things to split Americans has altered the course of history, has encouraged organizations that are very harmful, has propped up people. I don't know this, what really happened with Ray Epps or January 6th. Do you? This should concern us, because if they could do it with this, they could do it in most every other way. And they do. we got a half hour left. I'm Michael Berry, in for Clay and Buck, right here, coming up. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Here with you all week. I want to go back to the Gallup study that I started the show with, talking about crime. And how important crime is to everyday Americans across the country right now. During this show, during three hours of this show, two different breaking news stories. One at JFK Airport, one very similar at LAX in Los Angeles, so from New York to L.A., two of the major airports in this country, basically under attack. The roads being blocked, people can't get in and out, in Los Angeles throwing rocks at the officers. It's a pretty nasty situation if you if you think about it. So it may not be happening where you live in small-town America, but you could be at one of those airports. The problem is Americans who live in the urban cores 
of the country will almost never end up at a Dairy Queen out in Belleville, Texas, or in a small town outside of Birmingham or Nashville or uh, Portland. But small town people will end up in the urban core because that's where the airports are, and that's where the major hospitals are, and that's where the universities are. So the problems that are happening in the big city are still very concerning to rural residents. But urban residents don't give a damn what's happening out in the country. So the study shows a consistency of opinion as to how much, whether there's more crime in America and how big an issue it is in the East, the West, the South, and the Midwest. But the big difference was in party identification. Only 58% of Americans who identify as Democrat said they felt there was considerably more crime in America today. Only 58%. It's still over half, but not quite 6 in 10. For people who self-identify as independent, 78%. Almost 8 in 10. For people who self-identify as Republican, 92%. That is the big issue. See, people think about all the issues that people care about. You watch these debates that are largely driven by what questions are asked, and I sit there thinking, that's not a question anybody cares about. You're out of touch. So before we come on the air, I speak to uh, the team, which is Clay and Buck's team, and most of these folks were, were Russia's team before that. And I was talking to producer Mark. You'll sometimes hear uh, Buck talk about producer Mark. And we're talking about loading the audio clip of Howard Beale in, in the movie. And when I originally reached out to him, it was quite a while before we came on the air. And Rachel, the engineer, said, um, why don't you just shoot him an email? He's on the train on his way in, and but he's real good about responding to emails, and you can work it all out while he's on the train. And of course, I had all the questions in the world because I grew up, you know, we, we rode in the back of a station wagon until we could drive ourselves, and then you drive a truck on the open road, and you can go anywhere, anytime in your vehicle with your radio, um, you know, and you got your guns and your food and your stuff, your your temperature control. The idea of taking a train to work is alien to me incredibly alien and when you consider that's a relatively small distinction but it's a distinction so when Bernie Getz was robbed in the New York subway people in Texas thought yeah I'm I'm glad when they tried to rob him again he shot and killed him but New Yorkers were passionate about this case because they had all been mugged before if you live in Texas You've got guns in your truck. You, people used to drive around with a, with a, with, uh, with their rifles on the rack in the window behind, but the Democrats will steal them from you, so now they don't do that anymore. But rest assured, every truck owner in Texas, you should just assume, if you're a Democrat wanting to mug somebody, they've got a gun inside there. They may have a gun on their person. We no longer have to conceal. You can carry a gun wherever you want, whenever you want. No license required. You just carry a gun. Robert Heinlein famously said, an armed society is a polite society. 
If you know somebody's got a gun, the likelihood you're going to mouth off to them changes dramatically. The minute you see that gun, and you change your behavior, because no matter what a hothead they are, you don't want to have to test that. Most people will behave differently once they're aware of that. 92% of Americans said there's more crime today than there was before. Only 58% of Democrats said that. So what does that tell you? It's still a majority of Democrats. There is a difference in perception as to how much crime there is. Or, we'll go back to the example I used of the two different schools, there's a difference in the level of tolerance for crime. You watch these videos in inner city Philadelphia or Washington, D.C., and you'll see people just start popping off rounds at each other. And they'll have a shootout in the middle of the street. And people kind of duck, but when it's over, they don't say, oh, my God, I can't believe what I've just experienced. They go on about their business. Or you see a video that kids take in, in middle school or high school, and you see some big galoot who's you know 275 pounds go up and, and floor this woman teacher, knock her off her feet, and then get on her and start beating on her. And none of them help her. What do they do? They film it. That doesn't happen at every school. It happens at some schools. And then it's broken up and they go back. Maybe the teacher dies or has severe brain injury. And they go on about their business. Well, they post the video, scream world star, and go on about their business. There is a difference in tolerance for violence between the different people. There is a difference in tolerance for corruption in the mayor's office, in large urban areas and small rural communities where the mayor is typically not paid, they're a volunteer, but they better not steal a dime. There is a difference for tolerance in ethics, in, in uh, performance, in major urban areas, and in some cultures. To the, and the more you tolerate it, the more you'll get of it. That's why you're seeing this crime explosion in, at the LAX airport, at, at JFK, in the major cities, because the George Floyd narrative, which was so necessary as part of the recipe to steal the election from Trump, to defeat Trump, part of that was to make you ashamed to be in favor of the rule of law. Because cops are demons. And I see this happen every day. Even good Republicans will say, they'll start their sentence with, you know, I understand there's some bad guys, but, but most cops are doing a pretty good job. Why do you have to start with that? You don't say, you know, I fully understand that many NFL players um, will knock their wife out, um, will get into fights, and will be bankrupt within two years of leading the, leaving the NFL. But some of them still do good things for society. Nobody feels the need to do that. Nobody feels the need to do that with university professors. Nobody feels the need to say, you know, uh, these members of Congress, yes, it's true. Most of them are self-dealing by insider trading, uh, uh, stock trading with insider information, which is why they make so much money doing it. Most of them are inside dealing with book deals 
what, what's the deal with the book deals? Are we not paying you enough already? Most of them are bought and paid for by the lobbyists. But I do appreciate this. You don't feel the need. Why do you feel the need to first say, yeah, I know there's some really bad cops. What are there not some really bad of? Show me any category, any profession. Would you want to do that job? This normally breaks down to the conversation of no matter what happens to cops, people will say, well, they signed up for it. Did they now? So you don't have a problem if you sign up to serve our country and you get ambushed by the bad guys. We shouldn't really care because you signed up to wear the uniform, right? Or if you signed up to be a firefighter and you go running into a blaze, because that's your job and all, you signed up to do it, and come to find out they snipped the trusses so the second floor falls, crashes on you and burns you to death, well, can't really cry for you because you signed up for that. No, that's nonsense. It's ridiculous. We could go on this for a while, and I'd like to. You can reach me at michaelberryshow.com. Send me an email directly there. I'll be in all week for Clay and Buck. More coming up. Have fun with the guys on Sundays. The Sunday Hang Podcast. It's silly. It's goofy. It's good times. Find it in the Clay and Buck Podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees. That's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order.
When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Reports emerging that Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, elected, I think in large part, because he was seen as a law and order guy. He was a former law enforcement officer. And I think that New Yorkers wanted to see order restored. Now, he's a little weird on his vegetarianism crap, but he was supposed to be to the right of Bill de Blasio. And he's black, so the perception was he might be able to merge the the sort of Upper East Side, well-to-do, Manhattan, New Yorker, um, with the base residents, the base of the party, the base of the voters. And so the, the, the boroughs could be brought together, and New York could be somewhat unified, because things were bad under de Blasio. And that's what you get when you get a white liberal, self-loathing, married to, well, I don't have the time in this segment. But Eric Adams quickly saw that this beast is so far out of control is now talking about using robots, bomb-sniffing dogs, drones, and all sorts of other things because he is fully expecting, and he's sounding the alarm, he's fully expecting that they're going to see some terrible things happen at the ball drop on New Year's Eve. So how many people who go to that or have gone to that for years and years will not go this year? How many people that that's their tradition? How many people were flying to New York that now say, you know what? No, I'm not flying. I'm, I'm not putting myself in that situation. That's horrifying to think. How many people realize that instead of saying, we're going to throw every officer we had have at this problem, and we're going to arrest every bad guy and put them in prison, instead they're having to use technology. Technology doesn't stop it. Do you know why they have to use technology? Because officers cannot engage with bad guys. Officers will tell you, the patrol officers that do the, the heavy lifting in law enforcement will tell you that they are completely at the mercy of the bad guys. If the bad guys escalate the violence, they can only react and often too late. If the bad guys want this to go real violent, there's nothing an officer can do and they're never going to be right. Because... The citizenry of New York 
is going to stand by while the worst elements of New York, the leaders of Black Lives Matter, the leaders of Antifa, the leaders of, of these pro-Hamas groups, all of these people, just trash human beings, awful human beings, all of them self-loathing, all of them lazy. They're not all stupid. Some of them are actually pretty smart. But all of them professional failures, all of them people seeking to be some sort of well-respected revolutionary Che Guevara kind of crap. And our system is no longer able to deal with that. You know, if at Christmas you had a sister and she was separated from a guy who was very abusive toward her and a really bad guy, and he comes marching in the door on Christmas while the extended family is all around, and he starts marching up to her and he starts punching her. You wouldn't stand there saying, well, this is most unfortunate. This is a terrible turn of events. It's unfortunate that he's such a bad guy. It's unfortunate that he's beating on her. It's unfortunate that this is happening. I wish it wasn't happening. I wish, I wish we'd have put a bigger door, a thicker door. Maybe we would have put a better lock on the door. Or maybe we could have kept my sister secreted in a back room where he wouldn't know where she is. Or maybe we'd have a way when he came in that, that we'd have a trap door and she could go down to the basement and he wouldn't be able to... No! Every man, and probably half the women, would step forward and confront the threat and neutralize it. And you probably wouldn't be nice about it. The moment it became clear what his intent was you'd probably knock him out, if not worse, because that's what you do for your sister. But that's not what we do. That's not what we do when the elderly residents are being beaten, when the children are being subjected to nonsense, when the crowds of people trying to get to the airport to get home or to visit relatives are being uh, disturbed in this manner. We sit back and go, oh, wow, she's being beaten. Oh, wow, most unfortunate. Oh, wow, what, what could we do? And some of the times, and this is what Democrats and professors and criminal defense attorneys love to do, they tell you to empathize with that person. If only we knew why they were so upset. They're just upset over Hamas. They're just upset over slavery. They're just upset over poor George Floyd, what a good man he was. They're just upset over all the things. They're upset that the earth's on fire. They're really upset about climate change. They're really upset about fill in the blank. It's never going to end. It's never going to end until we make it end. It's never going to end until we do go to the window and scream, I'm mad as hell, and act like it. Until we stop voting for people because we're told that's the guy that can win, and we vote for people on the premise that you're going to do something about it. And not just for president, for school board, for state rep, for city councilman, for mayor. That's when it starts to make a difference. When you when you vote and behave with reckless abandon. That's what we need more of. I'm Michael Berry, in for Clay and Buck. I will see you back tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.